0: Welcome back to the Health Emotion Podcast. I'm your host, Evie. If you are a weekly listener and you're here as a regular, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate you being here. If you are new, then welcome. Just to give you a heads up, I do start these episodes out with breathwork and reviewing the health challenge from the previous episode. So last episode, I interviewed Kyle, who is the owner of Midwest Red Light Therapy. We talked all about red light therapy, the benefits of it, how to do it, what to look for in a device, and just that was such a good informative conversation. Even for myself, honestly, there were things that he mentioned that I was like, oh, okay, cool, didn't know that. So his challenge to everybody was to spend time researching what you're interested in. Because that's how he actually got into all of this and how he got started with it is he decided to take one hour every day to research something that he was interested in. And I thought that was really cool, because I don't personally do that. Um, I struggle with that a lot. So he really inspired me and it was actually good timing because I just did a project in my office space. I ordered, uh, I started with um, the idea of adding some color to my office. And then I was like, well, what else can we do to add some, something else to make it fun and more sophisticated and classy. And so I was like, well, Borden Batten is really cool. And so I spent time looking into that Um, I did realize that this is not something that I should be doing alone. And so uh, luckily, I had a client who does a lot of DIY. So she and I teamed up, we did a lot of it together. And so that was something that I spent time researching. And it was really fun because I do as much as I love researching the health stuff and the hormone stuff and the thyroid and the gut. Like, I love that. I also sometimes feel like, okay, what does Evie like to do outside of this? So it was a good reminder for me. So I know that we start with breath work, but we're going to do this a little differently. I'm going to introduce our guest first, and then she's actually going to lead us through breath work. So our guest today is an optimistic, encourager, healthy habits coach, and yoga teacher. Lindsay believes that being healthy doesn't have to mean giving up everything you love, and I'm so excited to get a chance to sit down and talk with her. So welcome, Lindsay.
1: Yay! (laughs) I am so excited to be here, and I also really loved from that last episode that idea of taking an hour every day and just researching something that you love, because I- that thought just never occurred to me. I feel like oftentimes outside of like work and kids and all of that, it's like that becomes such a low priority, but it's something that can spark so much awesomeness. So yeah, Yeah. I really appreciated that inspiration. too. Yes.
0: Good. Good. So I'm really excited to dive in. We've been talking for like an hour before we recorded.
1: (laughs) We're like, we should be recording all of this. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're going to revisit some of that, but will you go ahead and lead us through breath work? Yes, definitely, definitely.
1: So I, this style of breath work is something that I've been playing around with because I think sometimes we can, or I know I have found myself, uh, getting caught up in like, am I doing something right? Mm -hmm. And then I get freaked out because I'm worried I'm not doing it the right way, and then it causes this whole thing. So as I've grown in my practice, uh, I just want to offer a very simple type of breath work that really... Encourages you to get in tune with your body and listen to yourself. So, um, depending on where you're at, uh, go ahead and just ground yourself in whatever way feels good, whether it's putting your feet on the floor or a comfortable seat. If you're listening in the car or driving, please keep your eyes open, but you can still, of course, participate. So, as we come into our breath and just notice your natural breath as it is how it's moving in and out of your body, perhaps noticing how the breath feels on your upper lip as you draw it in and let it exhale. And as we come into this place of just kind of being with ourselves, I want to encourage you to bring an inhale in and find the edge of your inhale. So that place where you can't draw any more oxygen in and just pause there for a moment, And then after that pause, begin to release your exhale and let it be full and complete and find the edge of that exhale, that place where your body simply cannot give any more CO2 back to the environment and pause there and then inhale again, finding that edge. Then exhale, finding that edge. I'm going to leave you for a... A few rounds just on your own in quiet as you explore these edges of your inhale and your exhale. And perhaps now you find yourself continuing on with that pattern or coming back to a more natural breath and just knowing that anytime you're starting to feel yourself worked up, when you can catch those, you know, those first feelings of getting overwhelmed, getting anxious, coming into this place and just finding the edges of your inhale, your exhale, pausing at both sides, and just going through a few rounds of that does just amazing things for your nervous system and really helps to calm you back down. Yes. Thank
0: you. You're that welcome. was really, really relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I haven't thought about it in that way for a while. So that was really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's so incredible because breath work is incredibly, incredibly important. That's something that I love so much about yoga and life. And I mean, really, I believe that breathing is one of our most powerful yet underutilized tools that we have like built right in. And because we've, I think I'm going to just say this pretty freely, but I'm pretty sure we've all normalized a very incredibly high amount of stress. Yes. So when we're actually starting to really feel that stress, know that that is like such an exorbitant high amount of stress that you it's helpful to come back into your breath. And even if you just, you might not catch it every time because it is a practice. It's something that you have to do, but just getting curious around like, oh my gosh, I am feeling my chest starting to tighten or my jaw tighten, like use that as a cue to be like, okay, let me find the edges and then
0: come back to yourself. I love practicing. I've been doing it for like April's and I really started doing Mm -hmm. it. I went to a breathwork workshop and I really got into it. And I was like, oh my gosh, if you practice breathing, like as dumb as that sounds, you really can start to breathe better during stressful situations because people are like, well, I breathe all the time. No, you're respirating. That's what we do without thinking. You don't breathe consciously, right? Yes. So, you know, you're respirating all day long, which thank God we do that. But how, how consciously are you breathing and how intentional are you? Because when I practice my breath work, and that's part of the reason why I love doing cold plunges so much is mm-hmm. because I have to, it forces me to practice breath work so that when things get stressful, I'm like, okay, I know how to breathe. I can do this. I've, I've prepared yes. for this. Yes. Right. It's kind of like now it's second nature for me to breathe through this and do it in this way.
1: Yes. And it's so amazing too, because as you do develop that habit and it just kind of ha- I don't know. It's weird because you do have to be intentional in building it, but like it doesn't have to be this crazy like hardcore additional stress inducing thing. But it is amazing because you just naturally like I know that I pretty much breathe very deeply and intentionally like all throughout my day. And then it just gets deeper. I like bring my eyes to close if I'm feeling particularly stressed to just be like, it's good. And then all the amazing things that it does and how it like just from like the the neuro part of it and how it comes, it switches our, uh, our nervous system from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic. Like Mm -hmm. it does legit things. It's not just like, Oh yeah, everybody like breathe and be peaceful. Like it like changes the chemistry of our body. And it's, Right. It's so cool. Right. I know. know. Well, I love it. Thanks for starting
0: with that one. (laughs) Yes.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: So tell us about you. You know, what do you do? What are, how'd you get into all this? We want to know all the things.
1: Yeah. So I am, as you mentioned, I am a healthy habits coach that really believes that a healthy, vibrant life does not have to mean giving up everything that you love. I think it's really sad and unfortunate. And I mean, you know, subscriber to the, you know, American diet culture for like majority of my life up until three years ago. And I'm 40. So like 37 (laughs) years. So I get it. But um, what's really unfortunate is how our diet culture in America is focused on how much you move and what you eat or are not eating. And it's very focused on Restrictioned and it's focused on, Ooh, well at this certain number, if you get here, you'll be healthy or this certain size or whatever. And like, it's all BS because that's not what health is. And I know, uh, for me personally and other people that I've spoken with, it's like, you know, they, they say, they're like, well, I want to, I want to start a diet or I want to get healthier. Or, I want to get in shape, but they're like, but I don't want to give up drinking and eating cookies and all that kind of good stuff. So that's why I love to lead with that because there, there is absolutely a way to be healthy and vibrant and to be able to enjoy all of these things and to get to a place where you enjoy them without even like thinking about it, where it's not like, Ooh, let me like treat my, I've been good all day. Let me treat myself with this cookie. It's just
0: Oh yes. That like, that phrase bothers me because I'm like, are we dogs? Are we puppies? I... Or like, you know, why, why are we saying it like that? Like, what did we do that's so wrong that now we get a treat? Like, are we living our lives wrong all week? And then we get a little treat for like making, I don't know. It's just, that's a whole nother conversation. But I know. Yeah.
1: And it does totally reinforce this idea though, that like restriction is good. Yeah. And when you restrict, then you can have more over here that you're not supposed to have. And it's like the forbidden fruit. So And I've noticed that with, you know, with a lot of clients that that's something that that really needs to be worked through because, and that's why I named my company Kale and Cake, because I believe that you can have both of those things. Like you can have kale and you can have like real honest to goodness cake and not like some weird like cake with kale in it or whatever. Like, no, just have the actual cake, assuming you don't have like a significant allergy or something, (laughs) something more deeper going on there, but generally speaking. Um, So, yeah. And then what my mission is, what I deeply believe in is this idea that I, I work with whoever feels called to work with me and that when it feels like a really great fit, but I find myself really loving working with parents and more recently, this has been something that, you you know, God, the universe has just kind of like been drawing me to, not even realizing, Um, but also work with teens as well. But part of my mission is to influence generational change. And when I was going through building my business and thinking about, well, who do I want to speak loudest to? You know, I was thinking, well, who, What people have the greatest influence over generational change? And I am a mom, and my daughters remind me in both positive and uh, eye-opening ways, like (laughs) when they swear, um, (laughs) that they're always watching. So that's why I really started to feel called towards working with parents, because if I can help a parent really come into this idea of caring for themselves first, that it truly is not selfish, and that is actually like the most selfless thing that you can do, their kids will see that. And their kids will grow up knowing that it's okay to take care of themselves, that it's okay to set boundaries, that it's good to nourish yourself with foods, but you can also enjoy all the things. Like in my mind, these kids will be raised in a way where it's like, they don't, have to experience that same thing that I think that we're experiencing right now, which is yeah. like, oh, you you have to eat your salad in order to have yeah. this cookie or like, or that food is a reward. So that really drives me to this work. And it's, you know, it's amazing, like a kind of a side note that I feel like I know it's meaningful is that my daughter, Presley, so I have Presley, who's eight and Lucci, who is four, and they are Very funny. They're very, very funny. They're so cute
0: on your Instagram stories. They (laughs) like to make their little appearances. Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: And Lucci always gets very upset if somehow she doesn't catch the cue that she's supposed to drink her water probiotic shot. And it's like a whole thing. But anyways, um, there was one day where I was really really stressed out. And I like to communicate that to my kids in what I feel is a productive way, not in like a, a victimizing, like you're responsible for my feelings, but like in a way of like, I am feeling stressed out in my body right now. My, my chest feels tight and my jaw feels tight and I don't understand why I'm stressed out, but this is just how my body is feeling. And Presley comes up to me and she's like, hang on a second, mommy. So she like goes to her room, she comes back and she brings out this music box Uh, that my dad had given her. And she's like, mommy, this is my calm box. So I want you to use it. And I opened it up. And she's like, see, I put in like all these little stones so you could like run your fingers through them and you could listen to the music. And there was some other stuff in there. And I'm just like, that's amazing. And like not once in my life did I say to her, Presley, you need to learn that when you're stressed out, you need to go and blah, blah, blah. Like this is all something. And the other day I, there was something else that came up and I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I think the lessons that we teach our kids and, and also our loved ones too. I think this goes like, you don't have to have kids in order to be able to experience this impact, but the way that we show up for ourselves so deeply influences the way and i think more powerfully influences the way that others in our life in our lives will live their life versus being like, you should do this. Yeah. Or you got to do this. Like so, it's just like leading
0: by example in a way Yeah, of yes. like, if they see you taking care of yourself, prioritizing yourself, mm-hmm. then they're more likely to pick up on that. Because like you said, I, I heard this once and I love this behaviors are caught, not taught. Oh yes. And so I think like with, you know, I don't have kids obviously, but I'm like, they just what you said now, like your daughters are picking up on, okay, mommy feels stressed. But they're also noticing what you do to get out of that, mm-hmm. and so now they're able to explore. Well, what does what does what can I do to not feel stressed? Yes. They're catching on to that from what you're doing, whether you're trying to teach it to them like directly or not. Yes, but I and I love that you work with or that you like to work with parents and even teens because again, we are taught that you know, taking care of ourselves can be selfish. And like, how dare you take an hour out of your day to go work out? Or like, why would you do, why would you go to that yoga class when you have this or you have to cook dinner or this? And it's like, Hey man, like I'm not going to show up to be a great Evie if I don't take care of myself.
1: Yes. You and know? it feels really scary to do that. And you know, I like to be really, and this is something too, that I love about you as well as like just this honesty, like I do not have all of my stuff together. I am like constantly, (laughs) like I'm constantly exploring and curious and work in progress. And, um, really it was in July that I was like, it, it actually stemmed from being exhausted by the end of the night and putting my girls to bed and feeling like I wanted to like rip their heads off because they didn't want to go to bed. Right. And like, I was, I found myself crabby a lot of times or not wanting to read the extra book or like whatever. I was just like, I'm so exhausted. So it started from there. And I realized that nighttime was so challenging for me. I was so tired because I was not setting myself up for success during the day. I would wake up at 630 in the morning, get myself ready, get girls ready, get them to school, work, 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 pick up girls, drive them places, do all of this. So I was exhausted. So. And But I didn't know any different way to be. So back in July, I like very conscientiously was like, you know what? I'm going to dip my toes into this idea of slowing down hmm. and seeing seeing what happens. And it felt really uncomfortable because it meant that I no longer was putting all of my tasks that I needed to do in a day in a calendar. I took them all out. Um which felt scary. But I found myself, I had myself scheduled so tightly that if something, it didn't leave room for conversation or like things to just unfold. It was like, and if something did start to unfold in my mind, I would be like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not going to get to this. And that's going to yeah. be the next day. And next day's all messed. It so was a like constant the structure stress. created more stress. Correct. Okay. So, which, and I'm a very go with the flow person. So it was, it never felt right to me anyways, but I felt like that's what I had to do. Um, Or that would be like best accepted by, you know, society would society tell me that I should do. Sure. And yeah, so I started dipping my toes in that way. And then I was just like, I'm going to schedule like a yoga class every Monday for myself to go do that. And I'm going to prioritize that. And then I started just kind of really questioning. It's like, what am I doing? Like, what is actually really important? What in my work am I instantly drawn to and love? What in my work am I, do I not like to do? And then I would spend some time with that and really think through, well, like, then why am I doing it? Like, mm-hmm. is anybody waiting on the third Monday of the month for my blog post to drop? Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like Nobody we, is. They're their <laughs> no,
1: like, refreshing their inbox. Like, yes, gosh, where is it? <laughs> why is not it? It's, it's supposed to be here. And I really started looking at like leaning into this more intuitive, natural nature that I have and just letting things unfold. And I've found now that it's, I don't know how many months later, I found that it like, it feels really good. It still feels scary, but I feel like instead of just a toe, now I have like my whole foot in the water and now I'm starting to like put some weight on that foot. And then, you know, I feel like I'm getting ready to like lift up the back foot to put in there and like kind of get ready to jump in. But um, you know, to what we were saying earlier, when we choose, if we're doing things, if we take, first it's taking time to step back and just spend time with yourself, which is a huge feat in itself, mm-hmm. especially with, I mean, we have, I just need, I feel like I need to throw this out there because oftentimes when people want to start their journey, you know. to figure out what health means to them and wellness and get into their aspirations and stuff. Taking that first step can feel really scary. And I just think that it's really important to acknowledge that from a cultural standpoint, we are not approaching it right. And we haven't for like ever, right? Mm -hmm. We are currently in a culture where, you know, working 70 hours a week, the more stressed out that you can, it's like, here's your raise, here's your overtime, hustle hard, grind, like all of this stuff. So we're currently in a culture that really values that. Um, but when we take a step back and start to challenge that, oh, and then also the part is that we have neural pathways that line up with that, that are like incredibly ingrained and they don't go away overnight. So it just right. takes time. When you start something new and it's not working out right away for you, it's not a, a lack of willpower. It's just an indication that it's not, you know, small enough to start to work with. But when we do Take that first brave step, and it could just look like you listening to this podcast right now and being like, this is interesting to me, but just get curious about what feels right and in an alignment in your body and what does not, and the things that don't, really start just getting curious and exploring, well, why do I keep on doing these things that don't feel right to me?
0: Yes. I love that you're bringing up the curiosity because- yeah, so. This is going to be episode 40 of the podcast, okay? So this was like maybe episode, I don't know, maybe the first, within the first five episodes, we had our very first guest who was my health coach, Terea She's a mentor of mine. She's a friend of mine. She's amazing. She talks a lot about mindset. And mm-hmm. one thing that she heard from a mentor from her that she's brought down to me that I have really adopted and now, you know, share with my clients is you know getting more curious because yes. what what she heard is that and what she's told me is that when you're the cool thing about curiosity is that you can't simultaneously be curious and be judgmental yes
1: i love so that so like
0: instead of being like gosh why can't i just work out think of it like hmm i wonder why i'm having a hard time getting a workout routine going yes it's a lot softer to ask yourself it in from a place of curiosity than it is from a place of judgment. So I just love that you're bringing this up because it's so true. We're so quick to judge ourselves mm-hmm. and to like investigate these things in such a judgmental way when it's really more of like okay, like this is week 6 of me not doing what I said I was going to do. Like something's going on. Like yeah. I wonder why I'm struggling with this and having that Curiosity and compassion versus the judgment.
1: Yes, because, you know, judgment is, and it's interesting to like look back generationally. Like, I think I can wrap my head around why we're in this place where we go to judgment first versus curiosity. And this is, again, like definitely one of the reasons why I'm like, I want to be a part of generational change because I want future generations to lead with curiosity in everything that they do. But... um. It's so interesting to me that we use judgment as like a motivator and same again. I mean, like this is definitely like have been there, still go there at times, but it's like, it feels so crappy and not genuine to like bully ourselves into doing something that really doesn't feel right. And I think about this too, with, um, I exercising, I think, is a really great way, you know, an easy thing to talk about. Right. Or I actually do think eating as well um, is a really easy place for this to take place. And it's like, you know, we set up what may be really unrealistic expectations of how much we can actually move our bodies each week. And so, you know, we go into an initiative with like, all righty, I haven't done anything up until then, but starting tomorrow, I am going to go to the gym seven days a week for an hour maybe 2 hours yeah right and then like so maybe we get through the first week maybe we get into the second week but then we stop and then people use the quote unquote like fall off the wagon and i'm like let's just not build a wagon in the first place yeah. like let's from a uh a behavior standpoint i call them fun size habits but like tiny habits like atomic habits it's all kind of like the same idea here is that we really take some time and take a look at like, if our aspiration is to move our bodies more, okay, well, what is actually realistic? If it is a half hour, one time a week, awesome. And then let's talk about easy ways for you to like get into moving your body. Like for some reason, I don't know if you've uh, encountered this, but I've encountered many people that do not that will say, I don't, I don't move my body enough. I want to move my body. And I'm like, well, tell me what you do now. And they're like, oh, well, I walk every day for 45 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs>
0: that's definitely more than most people. Where's the yeah. disconnect yeah, there? Yeah. <clears throat> but- it's this, it's this preconceived notion of like, it has to be high intensity exercise five days a week or else I'm not exercising. And it's like, yes, no. And like, and then I get into the whole thing, like hormonally speaking for a female, let's talk about that. It's probably not the best thing for you to do anyways, but yeah, I don't know. We, it's these expectations or I don't, I don't know. Yeah. There's so many layers to it.
1: There are so many layers. And just like when we set ourselves up for like really realistic and, you know, some people out there, somebody said this once and I was like, whatever. Um, But it is accurate. I mean. We need to be better about like setting. Some people would say it's setting the bar low. But to me, I look at it's like, let's set the bar realistically to set, get those wins that we know that we can get. Let's celebrate those wins and let the celebration be intrinsic, like a self-celebration of like, good job, Lindsay. You just went to, you just scheduled this time for yourself and you went to yoga class. And like, that's a really great job because that will help to, Rewire those pathways and wire those new pathways in our brain in a way that feels really, really great. And then the habit just grows from there.
0: Yeah. I it's know. It's like the habit stacking. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We talked about this before we hit record and we were like, we have to talk about this on the episode. Yes. But how, you know, I share a lot about my day to day on my Instagram stories. I like doing that. And I I said, I I don't know if I do a good job because I'm so in the rhythm of it, of talking about that this did not happen overnight, Mm -hmm. right? When I started my health stuff and like really changing my habits, this was step by step by step. It's not like I started doing ice baths. It's not like I started doing red light therapy. I started meal prepping. I started walking. Like I didn't do all this stuff in one day. Mm -hmm. This has taken years and it's really cool because I'm like, man, what am I going to be doing next year? right Like what am I, what (laughs) new habit am I going to develop then? So again, it's like these little, like you call them fun size mm-hmm. habits, right? I love that because it is the little tiny things. Get a habit going for like a month straight. Get really, really good at it. Yes. And then build on something else. Yeah. Stack on top of the habit that's already well established or you know, like, I think it is that whole thing of I'm going to work out seven days a week for an hour or two hours. And you're like getting on a wagon that's already been built, but it's unrealistic for you. Like yes. why not? Or you could build it as you go. Like I'm going to put the, I'm going to get just the base today. Yes. And you're going to do that for about a month. Yeah. And then like, I'm going to add one wheel to it. Yes. Right? Like you've got to start slowly because if you want this to last, we've got to get out of the mindset of like instant gratification. Yeah. Everything is so quick. We get everything as quickly as we want it. You know, our phones are always buzzing with information right away. But the reality is when it comes to health and all that. We're not going to be able to get it as soon as we want it. And I think that's a good thing. I think we need to learn that patience of like, this stuff takes time. And above all else, it is consistency. Yes. I mean, how many times like, you know, do you talk about that with clients of like, Mm -hmm. hey, we had a really great session. And then if you don't talk to them for like a week or two, that consistency is gone. Yeah. Or, you know, you notice that they are really, really good for four days and then something Mm -hmm. happens The kid gets sick. So then they fall out of exercise. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, if they don't get right back on it. Then three weeks have gone by, and it's like I never got back into the routine. So again, it's like that consistency and realizing that there is
1: beauty in that long process. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love everything that you say. And like to tie into that, uh, to what we were talking about before we started recording too, is that we have more time than we believe that we actually have. Like we do not have an infinite infinite amount of time on this earth. But we have more time that we don't have to do everything in thirty days and sixty days in a year. And, like my health journey, uh, my three year health anniversary is next week, yeah. So like three years. and I'm still here. And I was just telling uh, telling Evie too, I was like, yeah, like, as you spend time with yourself, right? And you set really realistic goals because here's the thing that's great, too. I feel about like fun size habits is that, if you set an initial goal of, we'll just make it super fun size, of walking for 30 minutes one time a week, you can do more than that and like celebrate the heck out of every time that you walk. But if you have a crazy week and you just still get that one walk in, because that is your goal is just one walk for 30 minutes one time a week, like you still win. Yep. And then- as you're paying more attention i just feel like it naturally unfolds like the you start to feel better and you start to be more drawn to these activities that and these foods and these things that like just make your body feel better and you start to notice more when you're in situations or consuming things that don't make your body feel as good but again approaching it's just like curious it's like oh interesting i noticed that this food that previously I never thought did anything now. Like I'm really noticing that I'm feeling inflamed after I eat it or whatever. And like, it just naturally unfolds. And I was, um, you know, saying, and I don't know if this would be interesting to talk about. Um, but like, I mean, it's taken me three years to just kind of let things unfold and I don't rush them. Like I'm feeling like right now I just brought in, I was curious about moving my body in a different way than yoga, Um, so I started working with a personal trainer, my goal just once a week. So I just go once a week and that feels great. And now I'm like, Ooh, I'm like very curious about this, like red light therapy. I'm like, that feels easy and accessible. And I could like sit and do something else. Like do some breath work while you sit in front of the light. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, when we give ourselves time to just explore and be curious, everything just unfolds versus what I think Needs to change, which is okay. I want to lose this much weight in 30 days or in 60 days, and like I'm gonna like hulk it out and do all of this stuff and like totally disregard what our body's needs are. All we're doing when we do that is in working a million hours and like you know, really subscribing to this culture that is currently in the United States of just like overworking, overstress, all of this stuff. Like, all we're doing is rushing to dying earlier. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how, I mean, and I know it's morbid, but like when you really step back and think about it, all we are doing <laughs> by continuing to live this really intensely crazy, way too much do all of the things life, we just die earlier. So yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't we step back? And we, here's another something that I have found that many people don't think about. We are the only person that we spend our entire lives with. Yeah. Yet, we are usually the last person that we take care of.
0: Yeah. And like, do you even enjoy doing most of the things you're doing? I mean, to an extent, like I talk about this too. I'm like, okay, we're all adults. Like, we there are things that we do every day that we don't want to do. Like, yes. I don't want to bring the trash cans back in. Yes. Or I don't want to have to refill the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. But you do it. Yes. So when it comes to health, yes, there are going to be things that you really don't want to do that day, but you're going to do it anyways, because your future self will thank you for and all that stuff. Yes, absolutely. But like, do you really enjoy your life? Like, are you happy Mm. with what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Like, why not get curious about what that is? What is, to, I just, I don't get the point of like working, working, working in a place you hate. Maybe, yes, mate, like you have to do that sometimes. I get that. Like there are bills to be paid, there are, you know, mouths to mm-hmm. be fed. But like everything you're saying, it's just making me think even more. Like, how many times do people really stop and say, like, I'm really happy with what's going on in my life? Or they're just like, you know what? I'm miserable, but like, this is my norm
1: now. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't. And gosh, you just said something huge there about it being our norm. Like, and this is so crazy because I just I don't know I just think like we humans are just fascinating and our behaviors are (laughs) fascinating and when I'm in these moments of like being able to have this great conversation just like think out of the box I'm like yeah this doesn't make sense how we're living our lives yeah um which are then definitely balanced out by like moments where I'm like in the corner rocking back and forth like I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) oh yeah those things happen yes Yes. we're yeah not immune to that but (laughs) um But you bring up a good point of like just how much we normalize things. And I I really hope, and this is something too that I just love about the work that we both get to do and have been called to do is that I think we serve as a, as someone who is just like invites people to just get curious because there is no, and you you might not like what you're doing. And that might feel really, really scary to make a change, but maybe you don't have to make that change. Maybe the first step is just truly getting curious of like, well, what don't I like about this job? Mm -hmm. What don't I like about what's going on here? Like, is it the culture? Is it the actual work itself? Or, you know, I've many people really love the people that they work with, but they don't like the actual work. And just kind of getting curious around that, because if you are in a place where you're feeling an imbalance in the primary foods, you know, like, so things like career and relationships and spirituality and home cooking and home environment, all those things, um, that's absolutely going to affect what's going on in your secondary foods with which you choose to ingest and digest. And like, it's, it can be a really vicious cycle because if you're not eating foods that really nourish your body, and I'm not about good and bad foods. I'm like, what feels good in your body? Like, what does your body love? And mm-hmm. what is your body like? Mm, I could, I don't know if I love this as much. Um, but if you're not nourishing your body in the ways that's right for it, it's going to be really hard to have, like, the mental wherewithal to be able to make change in your primary foods. And it's, like, a vicious cycle, whereas I think that we bring in, in this conversation, it's just that invitation to pause and be like, okay, well, what? Yeah. What can I do here? Yeah. Yeah. And we all need, I mean, Evie and I were talking about this too. Like it takes a team. Yes, it does. Like, yeah, we don't have all the answers and we both have health coaches that we work with and therapists and great doctors and functional practitioners. Like we have in massage and chiropractor and like all of these things, you know, so also just know that, um, I don't necessarily believe we're at a point from a a human standpoint where we can actually do this work as a single person. And I think that humans are communal beings anyway. So it's like really just kind of get curious and maybe reach out, have the conversation or just know that just in stopping and questioning something is powerful in itself.
0: Yeah. I am a huge believer in community equals immunity. I think we need to have our people around us and we need to have those support systems and just, all of that. So I love that you talk about that too. Mm-hmm. I am curious. You speaking of curiosity, you yeah. mentioned your health anniversary. So yeah. three So tell me about that. So what did that look like for you? What was what was uh, you know, that version of Lindsay compared to now and what have you been doing and how's that impacted you?
1: Yeah, cool. It's so awesome. This is like definitely one of those stories where like you'd I'd normalize such a high amount of stress <laughs> and my body was giving me many, many signals, but I was like not even noticing them. And then, you know, as it tends to happen with our health, I feel like when we just ignore our bodies, uh, the universe conspires and our bodies conspire to just totally take us out and force us to pay attention, which is a scary place to be. So um, in 2018, I used to work in the beer industry, which I love, love craft beer, and um, my X and I had a business together. So I was working there in 2018 was a really, really hard year. And he was back in production. I was kind of overseeing things. And, you know, my ego was very much like, Ooh, <gasps> well, I'm the CEO. And, you know, also my ego was, and my personality was like, I'm going to show everyone how I can fix everything and then everything will be great, and it's wonderful, and like, yay, here we go, and everything will be hunky-dory. So I set out to do that, and um, I was living, and right before that, in December of 2017, I found out that I had rheumatoid arthritis, Sjogren's syndrome, and later found out that I also have Hashimoto's as well. So I knew that I had some work to do because I really am a believer, and this is just me personally, I'm incredibly grateful that we have access to the medicines and the therapies that we have access to in our country. Like that is amazing. I've always had the mindset though, that for me, I like to try to heal my body and do as much as I can personally so I can get to like a good baseline. And then from there, if I feel like things are still not right, then pursue, um, medical intervention or medicine so I set out to do that at the same time that I was running the company and I just failed huge okay. like I was super stressed I wasn't I wasn't eating well I wasn't eating enough and there is a restaurant attached to the business so I would just like walk through the kitchen and like eat french fries basically all the time because I'm like oh okay well now my belly's full it's good I it was horrible yeah So fast forward, um, I end up in the emergency room twice in one week with these really crazy migraines. Like even thinking about it, like my jaw, like it has memory to it. Oh gosh. And what was really crazy is that the migraine cocktail that they give everyone was not working. So it wasn't going away. And I, uh, up until then I was experiencing migraines and I never really had them before, but I was just like, Oh, it's, fine i'll show up it will be it will be great so after that second time that happened and i started having a harder time getting out of bed i was really tired all the time i was very like arthritic in all of my joints and um my now ex said to me he's like you know he's and this was that moment that eye opening moment he was like i really think that you need to explore getting on some medicine or going back to see the doctor or something, because I don't want to be wheeling you down the aisle in a wheelchair at our daughter's graduation. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I don't want that either. So, <laughs> so that's when it all started. That's yeah. uh, from there. I started working with a health coach, um, who's a, a dear friend to mine is, to me and has been just really instrumental in my journey over the last three years and really healing. And also around this time, this was all kind of happening in the background, but a woman that I worked with, uh, she was involved in a network marketing company that she really loved. And she was like, Lindsay, she's like, I think I might have something that helped you because she would see me come in and be like, not well. Yeah. So they had like a 30 day, basically it was like an elimination diet, right? Now I look back and I was like, Oh, I see what this is. Yeah. But you know, it's like two shakes and like kind of whole 30 ish meals, like all that kind of stuff. So I did that for 60 days and my, my body really just started to change and feel good. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So, you know, at one point in time, she also convinced me to, cause I was always sending people to her. So she's like, you should just do this for yourself. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about network marketing, but I was really passionate. So I started doing that. And this is kind of like where timelines like to just get you back to where I'm at. So we're into 2019 now. So I started like the 30 day like elimination diet stuff in January of 2019 And kind of like jumped into the network marketing opportunity a few months after that. And like during this time too, I'm starting to realize that there are some things going on in my life that like aren't serving me. Sure. And I had this realization. It was like July in the middle of the night. And it's again, just like one of those moments where I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, I don't think this is what life is supposed to feel like. Like, I don't think that this is what a relationship is supposed to feel like. I don't think that it's not supposed to be stressful. It's not supposed to be all of these things. And that really is like what started to turn the wheels for me. Um, so come fall of 2019, um, my ex and I separate and we have a very good, we're very blessed because we have a good co-parenting relationship, which is awesome for the girls and, and for us. Um, but we separate. And because of that, I no longer work at the brewery. So I then decided to jump into the network marketing full time, which is a that is some serious work, y'all like (laughs) that is no joke. So I did that and I found a really big passion for helping people improve their health in a way that didn't feel like a huge pain in the butt or like a really overwhelming thing and i wanted to get some type of certification because i felt like i kn- definitely knew more just throughout like my life experiences and my own personal journey i knew more th- than the average bear about nutrition and health but i felt like there were gaps that i knew i had and there were gaps that i hadn't yet discovered and i wanted to be able to speak to like a larger group of people so that's when i found the institute of integrative nutrition yeah which a friend of mine that I randomly reconnected with told me about, and I fell in love with their program. And then right around that time, um, yoga came into my life. And again, keeping talking about keeping things fun size, yoga came into my life really meaningfully in 2018 because I was so stressed out and I was like, I need to get back to yoga. And then I finally did. And I just set a goal. I'm like, I'm just going to go once a week. Yeah. And then that built. And you never know the power of the words that somebody says to you, but- I was at a yoga class and a teacher that I very much respect was like, are you a yoga teacher? And I was like, I'm not, <laughs> but I've thought about it. Yeah. So right around this time where I was starting my program with IIN, a yoga teacher, a 300 hour certification program came along at my, at, uh, my, I call it like my, like my my birth studio. I don't know, but, um, from shine yoga in Hyde park, that's kind of like my retreat. And then I, I teach at kindred flow, which I love too. they're very special spaces, but that showed up on the board. I was like, it's meant to be, I'm supposed to do this right now too. So 2020, which was a a (laughs) incredible year in many different ways, (laughs) also a really different year. Um, but yeah, I, I spent that time going through my yoga teacher certification, which was uh, a really incredible process because my teacher was very focused on functional movement and embodiment and breathing and the more traditional aspects of yoga versus what we tend to see show up a lot in our American life, which is like the more like power yoga and stuff like this. So I got to learn a lot about anatomy and how our bodies move and how to make sure that people's bodies are moving in ways that are functional and not like crazy pretzels or not ready. And yeah. And then I launched my business in officially in November of 2020. And I love it. Here we are. Yes. But yeah, it's cool to see the, what was neat about doing the IAN certification and the yoga certification at the same time was so many intersections and, Both of these just reinforced that belief of like, we just need to spend time with ourselves and listen to our bodies. And when we really like think about that and get in touch with that and understand and take that time, like the most amazing things start to unfurl because we have time and space to think about them instead of what we tend to do now, which is just like run on fire to again, like. I want to be dramatic because I really want people to hear this, but like we're just running on fire to sickness and disease and dying earlier. Yeah. And nobody deserves that.
0: Right. As you were talking, I was thinking like, I really want to bring this up with her. It's really interesting that in common, and you probably see this with clients, but I know that I've seen this in myself. You obviously just shared it now, but when you start to really get curious and invest in your health and you start making these changes and you figure out, wow, this is, this is what I want my life to look like or to feel like, then all these questions come up. Like you said, your relationships started to be questioned, (laughs) your perspective of life, maybe jobs, Mm -hmm. maybe friendships, maybe, you know, where you live, maybe Mm. all of these things are going to come up. And so don't let that scare you. Mm-hmm. That's part of the process. I think yes. it's like this unshedding or like, yeah. this, like trimming the fat of like the extra fluff in life that you don't need. And so a lot of times when I'm working with people, right, I work with them either like a three month thing or a six month thing or sometimes longer. I will watch their lives transform in a way oh. that they didn't even intend to. And you're like, wow, like she actually realized that that toxic boyfriend needs to go. I know, and yes. it's like You know, it's like, cause you start to realize like, oh, I like, this is not healthy for my life. And so maybe mm-hmm. I need to make an adjustment. And so then they get rid of these things. They trim the fat, they shed these things yes. that are no longer healthy for them, but they wouldn't have known it wasn't healthy for them if they didn't take that first step. Yes. And so I think people are scared of that. Like You know, it's like when they're starting to feel challenged of like, are you sure you want to get healthy? Are you sure you want to do this? Because in order to do that, you got to drop this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that can be really scary and uncomfortable because we get so set in our ways or we get so, we get so comfortable, even though we know things suck. We're just like, well, all right, like this is just how it is. But when you're challenged of like, OK, if you really want to do this, Lindsay, and you really want to get healthy and you really want to like be able to walk your your daughter down the aisle mm-hmm. or, you know, be there for her wedding or be there for her graduation, you're going to have to get healthy, and make these changes. But also you might need to look at your relationship. That's not comfortable. Yes.
1: No, it's not comfortable. And, you know, it strikes me because like that place of yuck. It's interesting because it I feel like it's simultaneously Comfortable and uncomfortable, depending on if you choose to get curious around it. I think that like living in that like that yuck, that stress, just that kind of like, um, you know, like normal life that we've normalized, that stressful life can be very comforting because it's predictable, right? We know that we're going to not want to wake up in the morning. We know that we're going to stay up too late. We know that we're going to go drink our five pots of coffee. We know that we're going to grab that donut because we hadn't had time to eat and our body's like, please just give me some type of carb so I can continue to function. Like yeah. all predictable, right? But when we start to question it, that's when that like yuck gets very uncomfortable because it's like, oh, does it, does it have to be that way? Yeah. Or but it is. And I, I love to just share this too, of like, I started therapy a couple months ago because I really felt like, and knowing all of the things that I know, and this is, I think, what is maddening, right? Like I'm a health coach. There's a lot of things that I have experience in and know, and have educated myself on. I know all the things to do, but I'll be darned if I could I have not been able to like just shed some stuff that I've been carrying around for years. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm done. I need help. I am hiring somebody that knows how to ask questions. and could listen to me. And I have great friends and people I could talk to. But it's like I needed like a professional to come bring that in. And it is yucky. Yeah. Because there's not anything to do. Other than, and it's really funny too, because I was telling my therapist, I was like, so should I like journal about this or like, what do I do in between now and then? Yeah, And uh, she's like, uh, you really just need to sit with it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds horrible, but really amazing things are, and awareness are coming from this. So it's, I encourage people and and also know too, that you don't have to, these changes can feel very isolating because oftentimes it does require, or what naturally happens is that you start to just like shed people, things, beliefs. You really start to see things in a different way and that could feel scary and isolating, but it know that you're not alone, that there are many, many other people going through this journey and that there are people out there to be able to support and not even necessarily, it doesn't have to be like from a like, ooh, hire us as health coaches. It doesn't have to be like that. I mean, it can be like taking a look on your Instagram feed and having great information on there and being selectful with who you follow. Or I make a little list of people that I like to check in with every week, because I really appreciate their content and their perspective and stuff like that, you know? So it's just really know that that you aren't alone, even though it May feel like you're really alone,
0: yeah, and we were saying this earlier like, we don't know what we're doing, right? Like, yes, all, we don't, trying to like figure it out, <laughs> you know. Like, you're in therapy, I've been in therapy, yeah. like, thank god for that. Because again, you uh, this kind of goes back to what you said originally of you have to take care of yourself so that you can show up and be a better mom, partner, mm-hmm. coach, you know, daughter, all of these things, so that to you, even though it's really uncomfortable and yucky, you have to go through that. Like we were saying, you can't skip the suck. Mm-hmm, like you have to mm-hmm. do this stuff because you have to show up to be a better version of yourself for the people around you. Because ultimately, like you said, it's going to hopefully motivate them or at least show them what that can be like in their own lives. Yeah. I'm like, huh, I see how she's she's been going through that uncomfortable stuff, but she's been doing the work. But like, look at how good this is for her so maybe that can be for me too
1: yes there's that
0: beautiful kind of circle there too um but yeah it's it's really hard and we i mean i'm like i i feel like i know what i'm doing most of the time but then other times i'm like no not really like i'm just kind of figuring it out like and i like that you brought this up too because as health coaches We're not immune to any of this. Mm -hmm. Yes, we go through this too. Like we (laughs) we have gut issues. We have hormonal issues. We have stress, right? We have relationship issues. We have you know financial stress. Like we go through that too. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that as in like, oh, we're just big messes walking around because I don't like that either. It's more of like we're not immune to it. Human, Yeah, yeah. But like we. We want to share that because we want to share that we lead from where we've been. Like mm-hmm. we get what Ooh. it feels like yeah. to be in this position. Like I know what it feels like to be diagnosed with Hashimoto's and have no idea what the doctor just said and just basically been given medication and then said, good luck. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like mm-hmm. to be told you have PCOS, but still question it. Cause you're like, do I really like, how do you even know that? Did you look at all the markers? Yeah. Like I know what it's like to sit there and binge on a Saturday night and hide food intake from other people because Mm -hmm. you're just in such a chaotic place with your relationship to food. Like I know all of that stuff. And so I don't say this as like, I'm like, I'm better than you or I'm above you. It's just, I get where you are. Mm -hmm. And like, I figured out ways to get through that. And then I have the actual professional coaching certification to help me coach you through that. Yes, But like, don't think that you're the only person going through this. Like we struggle too.
1: I so deeply appreciate that you shared that because I, I think that is really important, and you know, it's really interesting too. Because I don't know if you've experienced this, but um, I have found that uh, the clients that I attract are always just like they're either experiencing something that I've experienced and walked through, or they're just like maybe a couple steps behind, or like I'm just like maybe just a couple steps like ahead of getting in there, and it's amazing to me just how that works. I and know. Have I know. you experienced that as well?
0: Yes. They'll, they'll start talking and I'm like, hmm, funny you should say I that. Know, right? <laughs> yes. It's like, huh. Yeah. That's really interesting because I was just feeling this way yesterday. Yeah. Or, and I notice that amongst clients. So I do like a group coaching call every month for all the clients to come together because my primary coaching is, um, you know, one-on-ones, but I'll do group coaching calls. And it's funny because the weeks leading up to that, I'm like, my goodness, like 85% of people are all going through the same yes. thing mindset-wise. So it's weird. Like we all are experiencing the same thing, just different degrees of it or different variations. But it is wild to me that that happens.
1: It is so wild. And you made me think of too, it occurred to me, and I would love to know your answer to this question of, so with... I feel like I've gotten to a point in my life and it's really, I mean, it's newer, right? Like I would say like back in July was just a really big shift for me when I decided to conscientiously slow down and explore like, okay, well, what if, what if I continue moving forward? I am, but like, what if I don't continue for, what if I continue forward in a more intentional instead of just like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all the things all the time. Like what happens when that happens? But I think like the shift that's happened is that like, I want to take better care of myself now because I really, the work that I need to show up for in this world, like I really value myself more. So I want to take better care of myself so I can, and it's really funny because somebody said this to me, I randomly ran into somebody the other day and uh, he had said, he's like, I am, I'm taking care of Myself for myself. Hmm. And I think that's a really powerful shift because I think sometimes in the beginning of our journeys, we're like, well, I need to take care of myself so I can show up better for everyone around me, which is important. That is definitely a benefit that happens, right? When we're in a good place, we set that example, things unfold, it's really beautiful, we encourage other people. But I think it's like a next level that I'm like playing with of like, okay, well, what does this mean to come into like, I'm taking care of myself for myself. Yeah. (laughs) And then like, also this all happened in the last week talking about (laughs) themes, but also too, um, as again, like these are both these people that I saw this last week, I haven't seen in a while. So it was just very random, but another friend and I were talking about how, We are responsible for our own happiness, that that is not something that we can rely on somebody else to provide to us. Other people can add to it, but we need to be the sole sole provider of it. And then we were just talking about the situation and I was talking about like wanting to feel treasured, Hmm. like wanting to feel like I am very important to these people in my life. And she's like, you have to treasure yourself. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I'm like, so is that like the next level? Right. So like I feel happy. I feel very responsible for my happiness. I feel good about it. But then it's like that next level of like is the next level like really being like, well, I also treasure myself. Yeah. And I'm also like doing this for me because that feels super scary because then it's like, oh, am I being selfish?
0: Yeah. But then it's like yeah, like is this like no ego talking or is this yeah, very interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because like I don't really know how I can answer that right now for myself. Yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. I'm gonna be curious about yes. that. Right. Yeah.
1: Well it's interesting too, because as I I came across the statistic that I think plays into this quite a bit, but and I can't remember where I originally heard it, but It is believed that there is like a one in 400 billion chance that we are born human onto this world and not like a plant or a bug or like something else, right? Like (laughs) one in 400 billion chance. Yeah, slim. Slim. So when we really start to think about that and how rare it is that we're born human, it becomes to me like that much more important that we're taking care of ourselves and that we are also... Absolutely, because when you take care of yourself, more brain power, more time, more space, you've more energy—all of that—and that we can then really be able to help take care of others that aren't in that place on their own just yet. Right? Yeah, I love
0: that. That's Crazy. beautiful. Yeah. I know.
1: I know so
0: this has been so amazing yes i appreciate this is like (laughs) i this has been such a life-giving conversation for me honestly truly this has been so nice um even in the time Mm -hmm. we talked before we recorded um i'd love for you to kind of finish up well there's a couple things but share a little bit more about your practice you know what what coaching would look like with you i know we talked about a lot but Mm -hmm. then also yoga like where you teach so if someone wants to come check out a class of yours share that um and then also share where people can find you so website socials all of that yes all of those things. So
1: I really, really love to work with clients for a minimum of six months meeting twice a week. And I have a variety of different ways to do that and packages that include yoga, group yoga, or packages that include one on one yoga or packages that do not include that at all and just straight up coaching. And I really everything that I do is very custom to the individual's journey. And we work both in the primary kind of life food stuff as well as you know, the secondary foods with what we ingest and digest and kind of everything in between that. Um, Yeah. And I, I love, it's like such a joy to my day. I love working with people and in terms of yoga. So I teach at Kindred Flow, which is really cozy, beautiful, peaceful studio nestled in Wyoming, Ohio over half day cafe. And I teach there at least three times a week usually, but we have such an incredible group of teachers that, and we teach a very large variety that are, I would say our our vein is kind of more in that like traditional yoga, come into self, meditate, quiet, listen to your body, move in ways that feel good. Um, so yeah, it's it's such a beautiful space. And I also offer my classes virtually too. So um, if you go to my website, which is lindsaybonadonna.com, Um, You can see how to sign up for virtual yoga. There's information on how to come to in-person yoga. And there's definitely an opportunity, too, where you can book. I do a complimentary 60-minute get-to-know-you call with everyone. So, And the intention of those, they're not creepy sales calls. (laughs) I really like people to know that because... I love, I just genuinely love to talk to people and learn about your health aspirations. And then we usually will figure out like at least one, if not a couple of fun size habits to get you started to get closer to your health aspirations. And then if it turns into something more regular, awesome. If it doesn't, awesome. You're guaranteed to leave the call feeling better than when you started it. Yeah, so Yeah, I love that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And then what's your Instagram, Facebook, all that? Oh, about? yes. Yeah. So my Instagram is Lindsay Loves Wellness and that is also my Facebook as well and I Yes, those are the only two things that okay. I'm on right now. I'll yeah. link those in the show notes so that it'll be easy for people who are listening to just
0: check the show notes. It'll be linked there. Your website will be linked. So check out everything she has on there.
1: Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. This yeah. has been so cool because I was telling Evie, I was like, I feel like this is a really big deal because you're a big deal. Oh so my
0: gosh. Well, I appreciate you coming here. Yes. Yeah. And just sharing your wisdom. This is, I think this is gonna be really, really helpful for people. I say that all the time, but I truly mean it. Like yeah. every single person I've talked to just on the podcast or just not yet, like it's mm-hmm. these are important conversations, and so I hope that this does something for somebody uh, who might be in a position similar to yours, right? Yes. Um, so I end every episode with per, you
1: know providing a health challenge. So, yes. what would the challenge be for listeners this week? Oh, the challenge is to get curious around something that you are feeling in your life is not working for you. Oh. <laughs> So if that is something, <laughs> if that's something in like, just pause, just pause and notice like, you want to know what? It does not feel good when I engage in this behavior. Like, why is that? Yeah. And you don't have to go deep with it. Really, the goal is to just pause and just ask, why do I do that? Yeah. yeah. And then let it go from there okay i love it so the challenge is to get curious yes and to
0: sit with it Mm -hmm. all right beautiful well thank you so much again appreciate your time and your wisdom and knowledge and all of that and again i will link her i will link her website and instagram handles and the show notes you know you can find me at holistically restored on instagram facebook check out my website my youtube channel again thank you for spending time with us today i really appreciate it i hope you have a great week